What does leadership have to do with staffing and what do either of those things have to do with marketing your restaurant? That's the question we're exploring in this three episode arc all about leadership, staffing and management. If you missed last week's episode, it might be worth going back to listen to that one first. The lessons today are meant to build on the insights we discovered last time. Once you're all caught up, come on back and we'll dive right in. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning back in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. So each week, I choose a different topic. We explore the topic, we pick it apart, we hopefully, by the end, will come across some useful insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we talk about here on the show, because... I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Great marketing starts with great leadership, but there are steps between those two because you can't interact with every single customer or every single prospective customer. You can't be in that many places at once. The answer then, of course, is to hire a staff of people who work for you, people who run the day-to-day operation of the business. So today... We're going to talk all about finding the right people and then discuss why that's the crucial next step when it comes to building a successful restaurant. So your people are your foot soldiers, right? The ones who will be on the front lines. They will be hearing the complaints long before you do. They will largely be responsible for executing your vision. So think about that. The chef doesn't cook each and every dish. The cooks do. The managers don't greet tables and run drinks. The waiters do. The dishwashers clean the pots and pans and plates and glasses. The busboys clear the tables and reset them properly. The food runners are charged with the task of delivering the proper food to the guest who ordered it. In fact, even though it's your restaurant, there are many other people who are responsible for the success and failure of that restaurant. It's a thing of beauty when it goes smoothly and a disaster, as many of us know, when it doesn't. Finding the right people, attracting the right people, and then training them to do their job, it seems to me at least, is perhaps the most important piece to building a successful restaurant, which has everything to do with marketing your restaurant. And yet so many times I'll sit down with clients and they'll want to talk about improving the restaurant's SEO. Or they'll ask me about Facebook ads. Or they'll ask me for ways to drive traffic to help grow their email list. And all of that's important. Of course it is. That's what I do. But even more important is making sure the restaurant is running smoothly. That the product, in this case the dining experience, is as good as it can be. And when you think about it that way, I think it's easy to see that your people, your employees, are the linchpin to all of it. So I think it comes down to these four things. Number one, how do you find great staff? Number two, how do you train your team to be even better? Number three, how do you retain the very best employees? And number four, 
How do you turn those people, your staff, into your most powerful, potent weapon? So let's break it down. Number one, how do you find great staff? Well, you've got to be the kind of company that people are dying to work for, right? Which, of course, begs the question, what do people want out of a job? Perhaps it's good money or a nice work environment or growth opportunities. Whatever it is, be honest with yourself about what people look for in a job, what people look for in a restaurant job. Next, you need to make steps to turn your company into the kind of place that offers those things. Then you need to present your restaurant as professional to the outside world. The website needs to be sharp and polished. Your job listings should be as thorough as they need to be and yet as concise as they need to be. No longer, no shorter. You need to think about the interview process, right? What's that first impression that people get when they come in to interview with you? Think about the hiring process. What does the hiring process look like? How are people treated during the onboarding process? And finally, I'll say this over and over again throughout this episode, come up with a system for everything. Carve out space in a filing cabinet in the office with everything you need. The application, the staff test or a questionnaire, all of the onboarding paperwork that needs to be filled out by a new hire, and a description of the training process so that those new hires know exactly what to expect. Right? So how do you find great staff? You do all of those things. Number two, the question was, how do you train your team to be great, to be even better than when they came to you? Well, the training process is really where you show new hires what kind of place you're running and what is expected of them. So put together a training packet that has everything a new hire needs all in one place. For example, when you hire a new server, they should get an employee handbook, a service manual, a floor plan so that they can start learning the table numbers, a copy of the menus and menu descriptions, and then a training packet that outlines day by day what they will be doing and learning. Do a little hand-holding throughout the training process, right? There's nothing worse when you start a new job than feeling like you're just hanging out there in the breeze. So check in with them when they arrive, pass them off to whoever is supposed to be training them for that day, and then make sure to touch base with them at the end of the shift before they leave. This is so, so crucial. A little bit goes a long way. A nice handshake, a warm greeting, just so that they know they're in good, capable hands. Then keep track of what they're learning as they go. For example, by the end of the first shift, they need to know the address, the phone number, the names of the chef and the general manager, and perhaps the table numbers. By the end of their second training shift, they need to know the procedures for ringing in orders or what we do when a guest has allergies. They should know about wine service, coffee service, and maybe they should be able to identify some of the signature dishes on the menu. And so on like that so that they're learning a little bit each day rather than cramming for a test at the very end of their training. Then you determine what happens at the end of their training. Are new hires given a test to make sure they're up to speed and ready for a shift on the floor? Who determines whether they're ready or when they're ready uh, and when their first shift will be? Be clear with new hires about the expectations for the training process, and you do that at the very beginning. So again, those are the first two areas. The first area, how do you find great staff? Think about how to present yourself, how that hiring process and how the onboarding process works. Then number two, how do you train your staff? It starts at the very beginning by laying out your expectations uh, for what uh, for what the training process will be like. Number three, how do you retain the very best employees? 
people want to work in a place where they're valued. They want to feel like they matter and that people recognize their contribution. Think about the jobs you've had in the past, and I think you'll find that to be true. So how can you foster that at your restaurant? How can you foster that kind of, um, that kind of feeling in your staff? People want to be growing in their jobs. So maybe there's room for upward mobility, right? Where a busser can eventually become a, a server, uh, where a server in time can eventually become a manager. Uh, or it could be about gaining new skill sets. Um, think about how you can foster learning and growth in your staff. So Danny Meyer famously offers English as a second language classes on Saturday mornings in his restaurants. Other companies offer wine classes and, and tastings at various times throughout the month. Uh, when I first moved to the city, uh, I worked at a, at a restaurant right in Times Square. And uh, and while there were many things I didn't like about the job, uh, in the first three months, uh, new um, new servers had to uh, had to attend food classes and wine classes. So every Monday from three to four, it was a food class. And every Friday from three to four, it was a wine class. And every Monday for the first three months, so we had three, uh, I'm sorry, so we had 12 classes, 12 food classes every single week. We got to taste items from the menu. We got to uh, sit down with the chefs, ask questions, um, and, and learn more and more and more about food, especially for people who knew nothing about food. It was a great opportunity to, to really dive into uh, the world of fine dining. Likewise, on Fridays, every Friday from 3 to 4, we sat down with either the wine director or one of the sommeliers, and we got to taste wine. We had started with uh, tasting the wines by the glass so that we had a better understanding of what we offered. But then we started bouncing around from region to region to region. So we learned Italy and Spain and California and Australia and so on. So that, again, by the end of the 12 classes, 12-hour-long classes, we had a pretty good foundation of knowledge uh, so that we felt comfortable on the floor uh, talking about wine to the guests. So maybe that's part of what you want to offer. Whatever it is, figure out what you can do. You also need to keep in constant communication with your staff so you can tell when they're happy and when they're unhappy. And most importantly, listen to what they say and decide what you can change to make a difference. So again, this all has to do with how do you retain the very best of your employees. These are all ways to do it. Make sure they're valued. Make sure that there's growth, whatever that means. Make sure you stay in constant communication so that you can tell when they're happy and unhappy. Of course, the other answer to this question is like what we spoke about a few minutes ago. You gotta figure out what people want in a job, right? Security, good pay, growth, a 401k, health insurance, whatever it is. Uh, make sure that you understand what people are looking for and you can provide some of what they're looking for. Employee reviews uh, are a great way uh, to get on the same page with your staff. They can better understand uh, where they stand, um, what you're looking for, what they're delivering, what they're not delivering. Um, and, and again, it fits in with all of this, right? So that was number three. Number four then, right? This is the last little piece to this. How do we then turn those people, your staff, into your most powerful weapon? If your staff is happy, passionate, and engaged, they're going to work hard. They're going to evangelize for you to their tables, and they're naturally going to exude a sort of energy. You want to foster that energy, make it infectious, and use it to attract other like-minded people. So we talked about this in the previous episode, and I'm going to bring it up again. So this always sounds like a backhanded compliment when we say, oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, right? It means that the people are getting on board with what you're trying to do as an organization, but I don't think it's backhanded at all. In fact, I think you want to create the kind of organization, the kind of restaurant that has Kool-Aid, right? You get to decide what's important. And we did this in the exercise last week, right? You do that by defining your mission, 
and your core values. You articulate what matters and then you translate that to your staff. And then through the hiring process and the training process, you're helping to shape how they see their job, how they do their job. You're showing them how they can then incorporate those core values into their day-to-day, right? Passionate people use energy to sell and they use that energy to make more money for the restaurant and for themselves. Capturing that energy is literally a win-win. And to go one further, you gotta find ways to cultivate passion in your employees to cultivate that energy and then find ways to keep them because great employees in time will attract other great employees. And you know this, right? People are always talking about their jobs and they're quick to share whether it's a good job or a bad job. So be the kind of place that people love to brag about. Now, we come to the end of it, right? Those are the four things here, right? Number one, how do you find great staff? Number two, how do you train your team to be even better? Number three, how do you retain the very best of your employees? And number four, how do you turn those employees into your most powerful um, weapon? If you've never done any of this, this is going to seem like an insurmountable task. You may be thinking, how am I supposed to do any of this? I don't even know where to start. Well, you start at the beginning, which is what I want you to do for your assignment. So go back and start with number one and just tighten up your hiring process. What do your help wanted ads look like? What does your interview process look like? And finally, what does your onboarding process look like? Streamline all of that and present yourself, present your restaurant as professionally as possible. Make your place look like the kind of place where passionate professionals want to work. That's where you start. And then, of course, you go through all of the other sections one at a time. So again, as a refresher, how do you find great staff? We went through that. How do you train your team to be even better? It starts right with the, uh, the onboarding process and then how you train them. Number three, how do you retain the very best employees? Well, you make a job where people want to be. And then number four, how do you then turn those people into weapons? Uh, you do that by, uh, by capturing and cultivating passion and energy in your people so that, it's, um, so that it's infectious and that that energy attracts other like-minded people. Last week, we talked all about leadership. We said great leaders have great vision. They inspire others to go where they point. The others are your employees. So you need to get them excited by creating a place where they want to work. You point in the direction you want to go, and then they will all row together to get you there. Great leadership will attract great employees, and great employees are your secret weapon. They're the secret sauce when it comes to crafting the kind of dining experience you envision. The first two pieces to this triangle are leadership and staffing, and next week we're going to finish up by talking all about management, actually how you keep people productive and happy, how you maintain the day-to-day operations of what is hopefully a busy restaurant. So continuing education this week is uh, is a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, I'm actually reading this right now. And in many ways, I think this was the inspiration. It was the catalyst for uh, for this string of episodes. The link, as always, is in the show notes. I promise you it's well worth the read. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, the downloads have exploded, especially just in these last few weeks. So I think we're starting to surge again. If you think of it, do me a favor and share the link on social. Um, even if it's just an Instagram story or on Facebook, whatever it is, tag my handle at Chip Close Creative. That's C H I P 
K-L-O-S-E Creative. And uh, let's use that as an opportunity to, uh, to say hello. Let me know what you think of the show so far and get in touch. Always great having you here. I will see you next time when we talk all about management. 